Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of Mr. Consistent, Jared Bell. This is a podcast where we invite friends of the brand into our studio. We get to know their story a little bit better. We chat all things business, culture, and marketing, all while shaking up a few cocktails. This week, we get to know Kat Hennessy. Kat is a vibrant individual who has a bunch of wild stories to share with us. Kat talks about being authentically herself and making absolutely no apologies. We also chat about her jewelry label, Hennessy, and the two stints she did on The Bachelor. This episode is an absolute belly laugh, so let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Shake Up. Today, we've got a very special guest, Kat Hennessy-Smith. Her handle is at Kat underscore Hennessy for those playing at home. If you want to jump on, give her a follow after the end of this podcast. Welcome, Kat. Hello, guys. How are we? We are good. How are we, Tommy? How are we, Kirsten? You we know, good good. I'm addressing yeah, the entire room. So addressing the room. <laughs> Even though it's just two people speaking. <laughs> the mass of thousands behind us yeah. in the stands. We got like that button where you like good do the claps and the, the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kat, I know absolutely nothing about you at all. I know you've got a really cool Instagram, like you've got a brand, you've got a bunch of stuff, but tell us a little bit about you and who you are. Um, so my name's Kat, obviously. Um, I am 27. I've been living on the coast for almost a year now. Um, and I've been running my brand Hennessy for about three years. Yep. Um, I actually moved over to Bali when I was like 22. Yep. So I lived there for like two and a half years, um, working for a brand over there, doing a bit of buying and designing and then started off my jewelry label on the side. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it was super easy with all the silversmiths and every everyone by my doorstep. So it's kind yeah. of fun over there. Like I feel like there's a bit of that going on. Like it's really easy to get things manufactured when you're living there. Absolutely. Probably not so easy to get things manufactured when you're living here. Absolutely not. It's like you finish over. work and your supplier comes to your house at night. It's it's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> they bring it around yeah. for like like 10 o'clock at night. Literally. Like, I've got my finished piece here. We can go to production. Bar. Literally. What do you consider yourself like? Because you're obviously, you've got a brand, you've got a loyal following on Instagram. People absolutely love you, but you're also a buyer. Like what, what do you, where do you pigeonhole yourself? Or you just don't. I Flat don't know. Chat, I don't. feel like I'm like, how many like job titles can you give yourself? I mean, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like today is, you can have a, like, the list just goes on. Buyer, designer. Like it's like, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, like buying is like my main full-time job. Yep. Um, Hennessy's definitely like stepped back since I've taken on more full-time work. Just, yep. just time and everything. It's like so hard to pour into that. And like as much as time as I was putting into it before. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And then I guess. I guess I create content, but I don't really, I feel like that's never been like my main thing because I've always yeah. had a career behind me. So it's, it's never been a focus. It's just always been no. like a, more like a hobby. I yeah, guess. totally. But it's definitely um, like growing more and I'm definitely spending a bit more time doing that side of things now than I was previously. And your typical day obviously looks fairly different now that you run full-time work. Is it like, how do you split up between work or when you work on Hennessy and those kind of things? So like I'll be at work every day from eight till four and then I'll try and work on um, my brand at night. Yep. Um, but also like I'm very social. I love to go out to dinners. I'm always doing things. So it's really hard to have that self-restraint and allocate that time. Um, so that's kind of like when the, the phone of buzzes. Literally. The girls are on. Literally. <laughs> and my mum's the biggest legend, so she packs all my orders. So she's retired. Stop it. So How she good. yeah, she's a legend. Does all that for me and does all the back end things. Um so I'm pretty much just like um, you know, doing the ordering, doing yep. the 
um, analysis and stuff. And I've got a girl who runs all my Instagram for Hennessy. So yeah, cool. I've definitely like stepped back as much as I can. Yeah. And what, what do you guys mainly manufacture with Hennessy? Like what's your, what's your key core lines? Um, it's mainly, it's all, well, it's all gold jewelry. Yeah. So, but it, um, originally it was, um, sterling silver with gold plating, but I've yeah. kind of stepped to like, um, steel based with gold plating just cause the quality of the gold lasts longer with the special machinery they can yeah, use. Okay. So, yeah, it's all gold, rings, necklaces, earrings. Um, so, yeah, just an array of any type of jewellery you can get your hands on. Absolutely. Like, obviously, your life has changed a little bit since the whole uh, COVID shenanigans. Are you, have you always been from the Gold Coast? No, I'm originally from Brisbane. Okay. So, I was... Oh, yeah, I remember we discussed that off air. You used to date a friend of mine. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. <laughs> literally. So funny. Small from world. From Brisbane. Yeah, from Brisbane. Um, yeah, no, so grew up there and then moved overseas at, like, 22 then back to Brisbane and I was yep. buying for another company for a few years and then made the move down here last year. So welcome. Wouldn't, wouldn't have it any other way. How I, good is it? Oh my God. It is so good. The vibe <laughs> down here is so different. Everyone's so fun and lovely and it's just such a, it's way more relaxed. Everyone just wants to be at the beach and hanging yep. out and having good times, drinking, drinking cocktails yeah, in the sun. Drinking Mr. Consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Drink cocktails yeah. in the sun. It's the, bloody, it's the bloody best. Like, but like, where do, whereabouts on the coast do you live? So You're I'm in Mermaid. Mermaid? So I think I'll always stick You're around like hub. Mermaid to Burley. Yeah, I'm You're literally 200 metres from all the bars in um, Nobbies. So I can just waltz on down and it's, it's the best. Run, oh, how good. Run a mark down Yeah, in literally. How good. Try not to, but... <laughs> <laughs> When the phone buzzes, as I said. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to drink these cocktails, but we're going to get you to do the speed test yep. and see uh, if you can get in the top three because you're not going to beat the reigning champ. Reigning champ happens to be Jared. <laughs> 22.54. Top three to make it in is 30 seconds and 29. 30 to make a cocktail. To yeah. make a cocktail. So how, how intense are we talking? Like am I pouring it in a shot glass? Am I shaking it? Like There's measurements. I'll walk you through it. Okay. But the the um, – the person who is in third place double scooped ice. Oh, so they double so scooped less ice. So, yeah, or no, they double scooped ice. So it took like an extra one or two seconds off their time instead oh. of just scooping once and right, dumping so in. They so went don't worry about being don't, neat. Don't, just it's get not it about done. being neat. So get it done. Right. Well, you're definitely giving me some tips to potentially beat you now. So <laughs> please do, because it would be the best. <laughs> yeah. Everyone comes in. and I'm like, I'm the champ. I'm the champ. <laughs> the champ is here. <laughs> not for long. Hopefully. Anyway, someone needs to beat me, so hopefully it's you. All right, let's get it on. Cat, we're going to go on three, two, one, go. Yeah. 75 mils of mix. Yeah. 45 mils of booze. Ice, five shakes, dried lime. We'll go three, two, one, go. Are you feel, how are you feeling? You, you sure? <laughs> You're not really shaking, so I'm scared here. You could, you could be on here. Please right. win. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Jesus. That was a bit of a false start. <laughs> <laughs> He's 45, worried. 45 mils. There we go. Boom. Ice. Good. There we go. Yeah, oh, no, so don't worry yeah, it's good. There we go. Chuck. Glass on top. Five shakes. One, two, three, four, five. Now you got to crack it don't open. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Don't worry about it. Take the top off. <laughs> Take the top off. Crack it. Oh, no. There we go. The victim. Put the strainer on. <laughs> Put the strainer on. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, dried fruit, dried, dried fruit. fruit, dried fruit. Oh, my goodness what gracious me. 2976. Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that. Hey. <laughs> the lid. Hey, that's top three, though. What did we get? We just, we've completed the speed test. You've gone to third place. Gone to third place. We had a few 
screw up moments there that really could have gotten me to the top. There were some defining moments in your loss. Literally, <laughs> literally. I uh, dropped the ice, got the glass stuck when I needed to shake, uh, get it out from shaking it, and it was it was downhill from there. But, but, but twenty nine seventy six, respectable. Yeah, absolutely yeah. respectable. Quicker Love than it. quicker than most bars. How good. <laughs> Kat, you started off as, like you said, you started off as a fashion buyer. How does one get into fashion buying? Um, so I started off in the retail industry super young, so probably from about 16, um, working in stores. And then I started working at Dish when I was, oh God, probably like 16, 17. Yep. And then I started doing work in their warehouse and then started like doing little admin jobs for the buyers and stuff. Um, and I used to do like a lot of fit modelling. Um, when I was a size six, um, but Me too. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> those are the days. So I'd, I'd go to like showings of them and brands and stuff and yep. kind of just like got exposed to all of it. And then I got my first buying role at 19, just as an assistant buyer. Yep. Um, so I worked for city beach for like three years. Um, but damn, we were probably, we probably DJed the Christmas for like, at- man, that's exactly where that is it. The cri- we would have, we used to DJ all that. Me and Tom used to DJ all their Christmas parties. Yeah. Is At the Norman B. The, yeah, the yeah. Norman B. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I was like, I'm never coming back here. Yeah. We, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that so I, I feel That's like it. there would have been multiple occasions, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so I started off there and worked there for a few years, um, ended up like going to buyer and getting like a few of my own categories and stuff. Yep. Um, so obviously for people who don't know, when you buy for a brand, you'll look after certain areas of like clothing. So, Accessories or, yeah, or tops dresses. and bottoms and dresses. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I kind of went through a bit of a shitty stage when I was like 22, got, got like really bad anxiety and really stressed and like just wasn't in a good headspace. So my parents, the legends, they were just like, look, you're too young. Like you need to just quit your job and you should just City go traveling. Very, like uh, it's a great place to work, but when you're that young and you, you, you're driven yeah. and you get dropped in it really yeah. quickly, it was, really it was heavily. a lot, but it's definitely like, shape me for where I am yeah. now totally like I learned so much there so it was awesome but um yeah very intense like time like having a fur like a proper full-time job yeah um, so it turns into a co- like a career really quick versus totally. being like oh, I'm a teenager I'm having fun I'm but like you know when teenagers go on gap years and all that kind totally. of totally and like, I didn't do that so yeah. yeah so then I quit my job and I booked a one-way trip to Europe and um just went traveling by myself for six months and it was the best thing I ever did. And then um, I ended up applying for this job in Bali and like yeah. flew home, um, came back for, you know, a month or so and then flew over and started a new role over there. And it was just the best decision I could have ever made. Um, I met so many cool people. The lifestyle was so different, so much oh, more man. relaxed. So and cool over there. Like It was epic. Um, so, yeah, so that's, I guess, I was started off there, then went to another buying role there. Um, and I think I just like learnt so much being over there in terms of like, you know, learning another language, like yeah. seeing supplies every day, you know, you're, you're really in the thick of it in a, di- in a different set of ways. It's not easy to get a job there like or, no. like, or have sponsorship or whatever it is. Cause yeah. I, I've done some stuff with commune and they've obviously got commune in Bali mm-hmm. and w- very similar situation. Oh, um, are they the yep. same? Yeah, same I owners. Did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, there's one on the curl. Oh, like oh yeah, because they're way different. Like one's party vibes and like he's obviously not. The one in Coolangatta now is not so much party vibes. Yeah. The one in Bali is very resorty, sit around the pool, drink yeah. cocktails, surf, but like fitness oriented. They've got gyms, yoga, all that kind of stuff. But then the one here is just like 
dance on a fucking table and go yeah. <laughs> like literally drink your heart I did not out. even realize they were linked yeah That's they're, it. they're linked but um like it's not easy to get a sponsorship role yeah. we sponsored over there yeah you like, had a yeah. visa and everything yep. which was awesome it was just like you know you can come in and out whenever you want yep. whereas like half my mates over there were doing like visa runs every few months yeah. and that's just a mission. So, I mean, I probably left enough to come home to visit everyone that I probably could have done that. But, yeah. um, no, it was legit. And, um, yeah, so did that. And then that is when I was over there and I applied for the bachelor just as like a <laughs> laugh. I was like, why not? Like, let's, you know, what, what could happen kind of thing. Yeah. And I like did this audition video and then, um, I ended up, they called me up. Oh, we really want to meet you, like come to Australia. So I, I flew in. Visa run. Yeah, visa run, literally. <laughs> flew in, had an, um, had like a group audition, got to the next round, then had like a meeting with like all of the head producers and stuff. Yep. And then a week later they called me. They are like, hey, like we want you on the show. Can you start filming this date? So I literally had a few days to pack up my apartment because if I had made it to the end of the show, which I definitely didn't, um, <laughs> did not connect with the honey badger. Um, if I is that the season you're that on? That was the one I, I was I, on. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. We a, did not yeah. get along. Actually, no. I just think he was not in the right headspace. I, there. I did a quick Google um, search. Like I'll be honest, I did a quick Google search just before. This morning and it was like cat calls out honey badger honey badger reacts I was like oh how good is this yeah literally I, I know nothing about the bachelor I called also. him a prawn and they were like cat calls the honey badger a prawn I'm like well I mean he does have a really good rig and like average face so like can you blame me <laughs> <Yeah>. but like <laughs> speak your <laughs> truth yeah literally I'm like I'm just fucking saying it how it is which is what gets me in trouble most of the time um anyway so did you yeah. have your brand before you started yes yeah, so I had it this? on the show um and that was like a whole obviously you know was that like a deciding factor it was like oh there's an opportunity of oh, PR my brand here or, blew yeah. up after it That's for it. sure so it was like you can't pay for that sort of yeah. marketing I had like I remember the pair of earrings I wore on the first episode sold yeah. out overnight like it was just nuts um but it also like caused a lot of negative um kind of response to my brand as well just because I was cast as the villain yeah well it's always going to happen right like totally. you, you, you go into those shows I, I, I have never watched Sebastian but I've watched yeah. a show on Netflix where they talk about they show the behind the scenes Unreal. of the yeah that's legit it that is but if if, you, really? if anyone has watched The Bachelor who is listening and who has seen Unreal I swear on my life that that is what it is there's literally like the limousine that you come in on you're like oh my god amazing they've been like picked up in this limo no no it's literally you, you get, get in one taken side, there get out the other. no you get taken there in a fucking minivan with like garbage bags on the thing so the paparazzis don't get you. You're getting your hair and makeup done in like a um like an RSL pub. <laughs> I didn't meet him until three AM on the on the red carpet and it's literally a limousine going in the driveway like it was fucked. I was like, you're kidding. I watched that I watched Unreal and I was like it's on, I think it's on Netflix or something like that. But like, I watched it. I was like, there's no way this is true. And Chris mm. was like, oh, maybe it, my wife, she's like, maybe it is. And I'm like, now that you say that, like, fuck, that is wild. Because the shit that happens on that show. Yeah, it's fucked. That's loose. I'd get like threatened. Like, if you don't do this, then like, we're going to send you home. Or like, in the first episode, there was like a girl. There's like NDAs and shit where like, you're not meant to you say this shit. Sign- I was like, I was oh, like yeah, a, but like, Fuck them. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I just feel like they fucked me so hard that I'm just like, come yeah, at me. Yeah, no, whatever, just kidding. Whatever, but, bro. Um, <laughs> um, 
but pretty much like on the, I feel like I've completely sidetracked from this buying thing. Like yeah. I've gone, I'm like, and then this happened, but I feel like that's you've what gone back there. You've for. gone back there now, anyway. Like that's where you've yeah. you've ended up in your yeah career yeah now. yeah totally. But um, yeah, like even what was like I forgot what I was going to tell you just then. Um, yeah, so like on the first episode, there was a girl on the show who had just been sleeping with my ex boyfriend a few weeks before. Oh my god, and. The, ba- the Bachelor, sorry, the producers literally like forced me to bring it up on camera with her and they use like little kind of tools. They're like, well, if you don't bring it up, it's going to come out and then you're going to look like you're desperate. You're going to look like you're obsessed with him. Like you're going to look like you're not over your ex and Australia is going to think that. Do you reckon like, these people like have psych majors or something oh, in here? Yeah, like- they like work you all to a fucking T. And so then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll bring it up, but I'll do it in a nice way. Oh, no, <laughs> they cut this angle here and there and make me look like a fucking devil. And then first episode, boom, hated. So it's like. The earring sold out, but. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> rich bitch. No, just kidding. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other thing that was really difficult for me was because I'm a really strong personality, I'm a strong woman, um, all the girls, I feel like they maybe I feel like when you say people are threatened by that, you sound like a dick, but I felt like it. they didn't love that about me. So then they went on camera and were like, Kat's only here to promote her jewellery label. Like she's not here for love. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's fucking 20, 2018. If you're on here only to meet lo- fine love, you're full of it. Like everyone Absolutely. is everyone is here with an agenda, whether you want an Instagram following, whether you have a startup business, like every single one of those girls. I think that's reality TV in general. A hundred percent. And they all like pigeonholed me and like shamed me for being a strong businesswoman as opposed to being like, that's really cool that you do your own thing. So it was like I was cornered. They So like Kat from Bali promoting her shit jewellery line. Like it was like, <laughs> it was fucked. Um, I even had to turn like my reviews off on my website because strangers are writing like fake reviews. I was oh getting like death God. threats. Like it was. Who ran the business for you while you were in there? Like who did all that for so you? So I have like a girl over in Bali who would work for me. So she'd yep. like do all, because she's Indonesian. So yep. she'd um go and speak to my suppliers. Um, yep. I'm stocked in a bunch of stores over there so she'd like restock and then yeah she shipped out all my orders for me I just paid her to do all of that so yeah just kind of ran in the background how good yeah so and then I think I like scheduled oh no no that's a lie I asked one of my really good girlfriends who's a social media girl to post for me while I was in there and the legend did it that's sick. I know I feel like your parents sent you away to re- relieve the stress and anxiety. I know. And you chucked yourself in the deep end and the, got a whole heap deeper in it. Oh, I know, right. No, but the thing is, is when I had really, when I was like suffering really badly with anxiety, I used to, this was my favourite show and I was like, fuck, I wish I could do this. Like I looked at these women in awe to have that confidence and yeah. like put themselves in these crazy situations. And then when I like went overseas and did that whole stint, I was like, you know what, I could do this. So it was a really big yeah, yeah. like step and like a reward for myself how far I'd come. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Anyway. And then where, how did you start the label? Like were, were you just like, oh, I'm sick of this buying thing. Oh, were, you're working over there for other brand. You were just sick of that stuff. And you're like, did you stay working and then start developing the brand or you just went cold turkey, I'm going to start Hennessy and this is what I'm going to make, this is what I'm going to manufacture and build my website and away I go? Or Nah, um, my boss over there, I'm still, my old boss, still really close to her. She's the biggest legend. Um, so I was working four days a week for her. So yep. that's what you do with Westerners coming over there to work for her. They just do four-day weeks. Yep. Um, so Dreamy. I do – 
literally oh my vibe. God. I know. I was like, how could I ever Don't work full time again? Yeah, people start asking. I know, literally. Like hey, can I like have Friday off? Um, but yeah, so I worked for her four days a week, and my dr- I've always like dreamed of having my own label. So I just kind of sat down with her, and I was like, hey, look, like, how would you feel about me starting up a jewelry label? Like, it'd be you know quite much more premium pricing than like what we're selling here. Yep. Like, it'd be really different, and she was awesome and was fully supportive of me doing it, which is quite rare. So there's a pretty I, cool like expat community over there oh. as well. Like everyone's got shit going on. Everyone's yeah. starting brands. Everyone's got sick. cafe shops, all that kind of stuff. Well, it was so easy to run it living over there because I was surrounded by a bunch of creatives who were pretty much freelancing over there. Yeah. So it's like, I also do a bit of styling work. So I used to like style for an agency over there. I don't do this anymore, but, um, so I'd like collab with photographers, do styling, and then I'd also like put my jewellery in the shoots too. So yep. I'd always have like fresh imagery and stuff and then like people would want to borrow stuff for shoots. So it was really collaborative over there and made it really easy to like – Where were you based out of? Um, so first I was in Changu. Yeah, um, that's like the spot, Changu right? Changu like Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the spot. It's awesome. Um, and then I moved to Umalas. So Umalas is like in between Seminyak and Changu. Yep. And it's like more rice paddy fields, a bit more chilled. Yeah, yeah. And it was close to my work because I was like, literally, I used to drive past the Khan prison every day. Oh. Like, ah! Oh. <laughs> I literally worked What's by up? the jail. I was like, Chappelle Corby, love you. Um, have you heard her song she brought out? Yeah. Did you hear that? It's like, she brought out a, if anyone knows Chappelle Corby, I don't know how we're even going here right now, but she brought out a song called I think Palm Trees. Everybody knows Chappelle Yeah, and Corby. it was like, Palm Trees on the Gold Coast, so pretty. <laughs> and like, it was like, It was, I honestly, I think I played it to someone at work like a month ago. I was like, hey, have you heard Palm Trees by Chappelle Corby? They were like, no. I was like, Palm Trees is so pretty, like so bad. Anyway, so yeah, I used to drive past that prison every day and it was eerie as fuck. What was the inspiration for Hennessy then? Um, As in what was the inspiration for me to start the brand? That and the pieces. Yeah, I feel like when I started it was kind of just as that gold jewellery trend was happening. Yeah, another one, yeah. There was like no um, – it was like you either go to La Visa or spend $500 on a necklace. So there was yep. no like middle range and like really cool um, detailed pieces that you can layer and yep. stuff. And there was that whole kind of like religious trend coming in and like Zodiacs and stuff. Yep. Like I was like the first one to do Zodiac necklaces You're and right. then everyone pumped them. Started so I did, I brought out a Zodiac necklace like four years ago or three, whenever the hell I started. Um, and yeah, now everyone's got them. So um, yeah, I think it was just like statement jewelry that yep. you can wear. That's not going to like how, tarnish. And how do you design them all? Like what, what's the process in designing the so, pieces? Um, I, my first range, I actually like when I was in Europe, I went around to a bunch of like flea markets and stuff yeah, and yeah. I collected all of these like vintage charms and like yep. reworked them with my supplier to like upcycle all of them. Yep. So I'd use like all recycled silver and um, get them to kind of update them and stuff. Yeah. So that was a big um, part of it. Then there was a whole like bug trend. Lol, oh. feels so weird now <laughs> saying it. But like bees were really cool. Yeah, and, like, I remember, so I, yeah. I brought out these like bee earrings, these big cicada earrings. The cicada earrings are the one I wore on the first um, night of Bachelor yeah. and they just went psycho. Oh. Like, I just Do you sold, still make them now? I've just stopped selling them. But they <laughs> were still selling. Like they were my best seller for so long. And the bee earrings, like I couldn't get enough of them. 
That's so cool. And, yeah. then, and then how often do you launch new pieces? Do you like it in collections or are you doing yeah. just whenever you feel like you need to add a couple of pieces, you take a, put a couple of pieces in, take a couple out? Like Yeah, I'll do like a collection. I'll do like a big photo shoot around yeah. it. So I think like my last one, I probably just like added 20 new pieces and I've just ordered a bunch of new stuff that I need to shoot um, and like we'll get that up online and stuff. Yeah. So um, I used to do like monthly little shoots, but I've kind of, I just am so time poor right now. It's really hard to do that. So yeah. I think just like getting it out to influencers and getting imagery that way as well. User generated content is such a powerful Totally, tool. totally. So, um. Especially if you've got something people want, right? Like absolutely. you're giving people value or something never, to actually want to wear yeah. on the weekends and stuff like that. Well, that's a thing. And I feel like if you're contacting something that someone doesn't want to promote, then that's when you're always going to have to like fork out a bit of coin around yeah. it because do I really want to promote tampons on my Instagram? Not really. So <laughs> like, you know, but do I want to get a necklace that I'd wear and probably pay for myself for free and do a story? Shit, yeah. The, so the funniest it's like, one I've seen is a, a cleaning company. Oh, they co, get, co-cleaning. Yeah, yeah everyone like, does it. I'm like, do I buy this? <laughs> I'm like, sold. Oh, like, I'm like. I think it's God. really good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. I've heard really good things. I'm like, co-cleaning. Do I buy the mop? Like, you know, you know, it's like, you know, you're getting old and you're like getting excited about cleaning products or like me asking mum for a saucepan for Christmas. I was like, ooh. What, what's the difference in now? Like you're now running a label from Australia versus yeah. running it in Bali. You still manufacture everything over in Bali? So I just shift in, I shifted in COVID. So yeah. because of like um, obviously everything happening in COVID, all the silver prices went like through the roof. Yeah. So it literally, I couldn't justify the cost prices and getting it made over there anymore. Yep. Like a necklace went up to like $60 cost price Ooh. and like it was just fucked. So I have moved, I've now moved it to China, yep. which means there's not as much of like free will designing as pos- as much as I would have done before just yep. because um, I guess. Bali's still like really handcrafted, hand man- re- like really like- hands on where trying to start to become a little bit more machine manufactured totally, and all those kind of things. Totally, But in terms of like the gold quality, I'm like way happier with China. Just yep. they're like a lot more onto it and have way more updated machinery. Absolutely. And it's a lot cheaper than Bali. Yeah. So it was definitely like the right move for me. But um, yeah, like I miss kind of going over there and doing like big days of designing and like driving to weird little bead shops and like – it, it was it was a lot of fun finding materials over totally, there and actually yeah. being involved in the like in the manufacturing process yeah which is what I'm so creative that's you know what I love and what I love to do so oh well yeah hopefully when this COVID shit ends yeah I know <laughs> what's your vibe on that <laughs> what's your vibe on, on COVID yeah. <laughs> I'm just like get me to a fucking tropical island yeah. I like want to go and. I'm go. desperate to go back to Hawaii. Yeah. That's my spot. I was like messaging this hot guy that I used to bang in Bali the other day. And I was like, can we just like go to like the Philippines together or something? He's like, come over. I'm like, fucking, I would. Um, so yeah. Pay for so, my vaccine and my very expensive flight. Yeah, literally. And, <laughs> and then, my hotel quarantine on the <laughs> way back. Vibe. But, <laughs> Worth it for like three routes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you must be good. <laughs> no, no. I mean like, yeah, but. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I'm single, so. What's it? <laughs> what's your what's your advice for somebody wanting to start their own label, their own business, their own small manufacturing um, products? I would just like find something you're really passionate about passionate about, find a point of difference because you like with the way Instagram is and AliExpress and all of those like 
you know, platforms that people can start a business so easily. The market is so saturated. So it's like, if you spot something, get onto it then and there. Like, you know, those candles, for instance, of the, the torso of the female body. Like Yeah, yeah. The twirly candle, like the bent candles. Yeah, and all, all of those. Kind of so cool. And it's like, you know, when they came out, like – I know a few brands jumped on them and they've all blown up. It's just yeah. like maybe like three brands that have done so well out of it. But it's like, don't make it too hard. Make the range small and concise. Like promote it really well. Start a TikTok. I know that so many small brands have start, have like blown up off TikTok. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think, I think just give it a go. Like what's it going to be? And like, even though you might go, oh, I don't want to buy 200 units of this. It's like, well, it might only be like $500 or invest in, invest your, in, invest in something. In your, if you in, believe in it, invest in it, right? Totally. Give. I think feel like it's important to give everything a go. And, and that's the thing is it's like, yes, Hennessy might not be a forever thing for me. Like I might, you know, start a different brand or like I might venture out of that. Like who, I don't know what the next five years are going to entail, but like that was always my dream and that was a goal of mine and I've done it. And that's like, you don't want to look back on things and regret anything. Yeah. Any pinch me moments with Hennessy? Like, oh, this person, like cat from the bachelor's wearing Hennessy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Has there been any like pinch me moments oh, like for you? I've, like I've had a lot of really phenomenal girls wear it. Um, I think a pinch me moment, I went over and styled Mammy Swim Week and I oh, had yeah. the entire runway styled in Hennessy and there were all like the biggest US models in it over there. Um, and yeah, I've had some like really, really big influences and stuff wear it. So I think that would probably be the most. Like, definitely, like, Miami Swim Week was yeah. super fun. That um, is cool. I always wanted it. We're, we used to, I used to own a shop in James Street, like, and we swimwear was one of our main things. Yeah. And we always wanted to go to Miami Swim Week because it just looks It was sick. so fun. It was so good. Like a party, beautiful people everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was epic. So that was definitely – oh, and I think another highlight, Um, I shot my, like, second campaign in L.A., so I don't know how I managed to get this together, but I jumped on this page called like LA photographers and models and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I like posted this thing and then I literally went complete stalker mode on Instagram. I found these three models that were like beautiful. I got three models to come to a house in LA and model for me for free. I managed to get the brand Motel to send me their entire collection to style them in Stop. and hired this house that was kind of like an Airbnb photo shoot house over there. Yep. Um, and I hired that and like pretty much got all of this thing together for like under 500 bucks. And the, That's the campaign, true hustle. Yeah, the campaign was like, it was so sick. So I was so happy. I'll show you the video after of like, yeah, it was just it, that that was like a really like cool moment, you know, yeah. and it's like it's so easy to do things and people like you've just got to really hustle and like give, don't it, ask, give it your all. You do not get. Yeah, and I'll probably ask things that are probably a bit inappropriate sometimes, but, you know, exactly but, don't ask, don't get. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's my number one rule. Like when, you, when you're asking for things, you don't like literally if you don't ask, you will not receive. And that yeah. like finding where the boundaries are in business, finding where the boundaries are in your relationships with people and all those kind of things. And people are there. People want to help. Yeah, 100%. And it's like, you know, small startup business, like you're not going to get those big influences being like here $3,000 for this post. Like, you know, people want to help you out and people like. If they're asking for $3,000, they don't want to help. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like they're not going to do yeah. that to a startup, whereas they might to like Maya or, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That was a bad example. But. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're going to go uh, take a little break and cool. then we'll be back.
Love it. This episode is sponsored by our production team. They're working around the clock using the freshest ingredients to make our delicious cocktail mixes for you guys to enjoy. Now back to the episode. We've talked about the batcher, the batcher, <laughs> the batcher, the batcher <laughs> a little bit. You were, you obviously the first time you went on there, you hated it. Why'd you go on Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> like seriously, like that's a legitimate like. Well, I was just like, it can't get any worse. Like, what <laughs> what else are they going to do to me, do do to me? Like, what you know? How much worse can it get? My edit can only get better. And um, and did they it? were flying. Yeah, it actually did. And they were flying me to Fiji and paying me awesome coin to drink cocktails with a bunch of dudes. Like, I'm on. I'm on. Literally. <laughs> so I'm like, why not? So I think that was definitely, um definitely got me on there was it as like was it as like production scale as like the one in australia or no it was i feel like it was way more chilled because you're actually getting to spend quality time with the dudes in there whereas like you see the bachelor like i don't know once it was like eight eight girls eight guys right in like bachelor in paradise or whatever it is they they bring in like i think started off it was like yeah eight or nine dudes, eight or nine girls, and then they keep bringing people in so the number gets uneven. So then they do a rose ceremony and then, like, Guess two people are going home. a little bit. Yeah, so um, they kind of just kept dripping people in every few days. How'd you go um, on that one? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so shit. I, I mean, a lot of the guys, I feel like. Were you on the one where, with the guy that, like, walked in naked or was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I wasn't. That was, I was like, yes, That's but the only no. thing I remember of that guy because he's, like, he goes Kieran. and does, yeah, he goes yeah. and does, like, nude paintings and stuff. Yeah, so whatever. random. Yeah, um, no, I was not on that one. I was on the one before. Um, and I think I just jumped into it way too soon. So, like, I filmed when it went to air and then it finished and two weeks later I flew to Fiji and went straight back into filming. So my whole 2018 was pretty much Bachelor. Yeah, right. Um, And then I had to live through it through 2019 as well because it didn't air until like April and then it's like, you know, you're doing all your press and like it's just, it kind of just carried on. Um, And I guess like any guy that goes on The Bachelor, it's like, hey, how are you? Um, (laughs) So, you know, like – Handpicked. Probably not the biggest <laughs> legend. Um, so I think a lot of those guys on there, like they're kind of want a bit of cloud and they're just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, weren't my cup of tea, but I felt like they only wanted the girls that got a really good edit. So yeah, right. I was like, stay away from that bitch. And How I was do you like, know who's getting a good edit though? Like it behind the scenes, like is it they're giving this person heaps of airtime, they're giving this person heaps of airtime, they're showing this person love or whatever it is? Like, um. I think, like, you'd know by, like, dates. Yeah. But then, like, I was interviewed and mic'd the most out of anyone. Yeah. Okay. And that's because they knew I was always going to speak. I'd always say something controversial or, like, I would always, whereas other girls would sit there and they'd be mic'd and they'd just be, like, it'd literally be, like, fucking <laughs> silence. Fucking snore factory. <laughs> literally. And it's, like, as soon as the cameras would go off, everyone would be, like, nah, 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 nah. but, yeah, everyone was so, like, worried about getting a bad edit that they just weren't themselves or yeah, I was right. just myself on and off camera. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I went on Bachelor in Paradise, did not meet anyone. Um, and then I was in the rose ceremony and I was like, I'm not going to get a fucking rose. And I just walked out. I was like, fuck this. And like stormed out of the rose ceremony, but they were fucked. Like they honestly, like, I think I had, I think it was like, it kind of all came to a bit of a head when 
I was filming that, that and it's like I didn't really deal with everything I'd been through from Bachelor and I, I pretty much had like a mental breakdown. Like it was fucked. I was like, holy shit, I've just been getting like death threats for six months. Like I'd, yeah. I'd say something on an episode and within two minutes I'd have 900 abusive comments on my photo or like Do you still have your yourself. phone at that point? Like you still go on your phone no, or no, they take their phone? No, this is when it aired. You, you have yeah, no phone. Right, you have yeah, no gotcha. connection to the outside world, no news. You get to call your parents once every two weeks for 15 minutes on a monitored call and they can't ask you anything. You're like, how was your dinner? <laughs> what did you do to that? It's like, <laughs> you know, so it's that was fucked. But um, yeah, so I like I just like had a bit of a breakdown walking out the episode I was like this is just all too much like this is fucked you can't just get on a plane right they can't just like leave and get on so then they they locked me in a hotel room they wouldn't let me call my parents they wouldn't give me my phone I was like crying I was like this is fucked like just let me speak to my mum and dad like what am I going to do yeah it was literally torture so they locked me in this hotel room for like 15 to 17 hours and then I got taken in like this, hostage. Yeah, literally. I got taken in this weird little cab to the airport. And then when I got to like the gates to walk through, then they were like, here's your phone. I was like, fuck you guys, honestly. And that's, yeah, hor- it was, that's a horrible experience. It, it was horrific. So I was like, yeah, I mean, no regrets because I'm going to look back at this shit when I'm 40 and be like, fucking my 20s are wild. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't regret anything. Probably could have done things better or whatever. But, you know, you live and you learn. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I couldn't, uh, like, I've had family that have been in hos- like real life hostage situations. Yeah. That sounds just as bad. Like, it sounds horrible. It was fucked. So, advice for anyone who wants to apply. <laughs> oh, I feel like everyone who applies thinks that they're like a catch and thinks they're going to be the one at the end. But at the end of the day, you don't know how Australia is going to perceive you. You don't know how they're going to yeah. cut or edit you. You could be the stage five clinger, even though you might be the nicest girl, or you could be the fucking bitch, even though you're just like outgoing. What, so, if, it, what if it's an ulterior motive? Like if it is to get some cloud or get some Instagram, like you want to grow your Instagram fault. Like you got to make a choice, right? Yeah. I'd probably go, don't go on the bachelor. Cause I feel like <laughs> no one gets followers from that anymore. Like some of the chicks from last season are sitting on 5k. I'm like, do they mm. still hold you? Like when you, um, when you're on there, they post and stuff for you during the season or like they, yeah, they you have to like give over. someone your password and they have to post every fortnight or something. Wow, Yeah. It's fucked. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Just I, I think you've got to be like really mentally strong to do something like that. And if you were going on it for clout, I'd go on like maths or like Love Island or something because <laughs> I feel like those people blow up. Like the Bachelor's changed heaps and it's not it's not what it used to be. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Not that you've ever watched it, but I, honestly, like tune in. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had TV for a long time, but it, Which like, is great. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I just I don't know. I just never got into it. Like yeah. the reality, t- I used to love watching some reality TV. Yeah. But then when that shit started coming out, I was like, half of this shit is like, it's yeah. so scripted or yeah, it feels fucked. so like fake or they're just throwing people under the bus constantly. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. like, like some people get off and watching that, like, oh, she's going to, this is going to happen or literally. whatever. I'm like, oh, this feels awkward. I can't watch. I literally can't watch. Literally. Yeah. I can't you, keep you just, watching. You just never know where it's going to take you. Like, Brooke Blurton, she was in my season. She is the biggest legend and she just got announced as the Bachelorette today. Yeah. So her she would have gotten a shit ton of coin for that. She's probably gonna meet a really great guy. Yeah. And, you know, so so it can go either way. Even like Abby Chatfield. Like she, that Tim and Anna, Tim and Anna yeah, or whatever, like wasn't it? Like, yeah, and same with like Maddie J and Laura. Like you don't know where it's gonna take you. So I think like it's hard taking advice from me because I had such a negative experience yeah. with it. But 
I think you've just got to go into it being open to the fact that anything could happen. Literally. And if you're okay with potentially getting death threats, then fucking sign up. <laughs> <laughs> sign your life away. Yeah, literally. Prepared to get locked in a room for 14 hours. Oh, it's so much waiting around. It's fucked. Is it, how long does the filming go for, like, day to day? Like, is it like you film for, like, seven hours a day, you film 14 hours a day, and then you do whatever so, the fuck you want after that, or is it? No, nah, so, like, a single date will literally be filmed for, like, 16 hours. And like a group date, well, you'd get paid by the hour, you get paid by the day, you get paid by like the week or something. Wow. Um, So then, um, like when you're on a group date, you'd probably get picked up at like 6 a.m. in the morning and then you wouldn't get back until like 7 at night. Because it's so much like they've got to do different scenes and they do these things called like voxies is what they call them where you get pulled away for like individual inter- interviews on oh, sets yeah, and yeah. then you're sitting in a room and you're waiting for everyone to do their interview and like so it's it's a lot of a lot of waiting around. Boring. Yeah, fucking Boring snore. shit. You <laughs> yeah. have your phone on Instagram to be no, swiping. Nothing. You're on the tiki? On the TikTok? Am I on the TikTok? Yeah. Fucking oath, I love it. Yeah? Yeah, like I'm obsessed. It's a wormhole, eh? It is the big – I'm like <laughs> – Probably really addicted to it. How's it? Because you've got obviously a heap of Instagram followers. What's a ticky ticky like? Honestly, I should be fucking TikTok famous right really? now. I'm like sitting at fucking three hundred like followers. You're like cute little dancers and stuff no, like that. I'm what are doing you doing? Like, I'll show you after, but I'm doing all this weird shit, and I thought it would be like, <laughs> like they're fucking funny, and I'm really fucking. Not happening. It's not I've happening. had like two videos blow up, but I'm still at 300 followers. It's so like, like, all, like it feels like it's all just millennials just doing cute dances in front of it yeah. to like popular. I mean, songs I don't know what's they. in your feed, but no, but like <laughs> when you go up, like in that for you page, you're like, I, I've yeah, you totally. See, it's definitely a younger generation. Yeah, either selling, you're either doing dances or your hacks. Yeah, yeah, they're the people popping off totally. Or the yeah. the um, I did. That, what's the picnic blanket one? And your wife's wear it. Like I did film one the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when like they're the, wearing like a chair. The New Zealand guy. Yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I know that, that one. That shit's popping off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. That one's epic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a younger generation. But I do think it's like been really positive for social media. I think that it's like taken away that stamina of like having to be perfect and like mm. having this picture, like picture perfect, amazing life. Whereas it's, it's like, not a highlight reel like Instagram always has been. Totally. And like now people are being so raw, they're posting pretty fucked up shit. <laughs> but it's like you can actually relate to some of it and it's things you would have never seen on the internet before. So I, I personally think it's been a really great move for for it. So the yeah. social stuff. Yeah, hey, totally. It's, it's really cool. And that, so many like brands are dumping on board. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's great. I want to talk about like you're huge on self-love. Yeah. Dating, like yep. you just told me, you went down to Sydney for a weekend just for a rendezvous. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's your daily routines for self love? How do you start your day? How do you end your day? Like, what's the what's the key parts to keeping staying happy? Um, I mean, I always surround myself with people that really lift me up. Um, and you know, give me a lot of like positive vibes and everything. Yeah. I love my job. I love what I do. I love being by the beach. So like obviously, you know, meditating, exercising, all of those little things yeah. are super important. But we're talking I mean, like Wim Hof method here or are we talking just no, like, like sitting I, on the beach just it meditating. Yeah. Oh no, I'd like do a nighttime meditation before yeah. bed or like maybe one in the morning or yeah. something. And like definitely I've I've joined this um 
boot camp called Peachy Fit and it's like yeah, on I've the Esplanade in Burley and it's all women. It's super supportive. So I'm loving doing that. That's all my yep. challenges. I'm going to go on strong clearly. Um, but Vapes and cocktails. Yeah, literally <laughs> vapes and cocktails. Don't tell anyone. Um, but I mean self-love, I just feel like I've always been like a very confident and like sure of myself person. So I just think it's like remembering those things and um, in terms of dating, like, I don't know, I just really get myself out there. I feel like you can never say no. I definitely have all the apps and stuff. I've been super lazy We're lately. Like Tinder, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge. Hinge, Bumble, got them all. But like, I mean, I rarely get on there and swipe. Yep. It's just a fucking mission. I actually have a date this Saturday. Um, so that shout out to the date. Yeah, shout out to the date. <laughs> literally, <laughs> love it. I put up a question box, and he replied to it, going, "How do I make a good first impression?" I was like, "Smooth, smooth." I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question <laughs> box. Literally, I loved that. I was like, "Fucking here for that." What um, is it? How do you? What do you mean? How do you make a good first impression? I feel like you just got to be yourself, not be awkward. I feel like I'm I'm big on like humor. I need someone to make me laugh. Like yeah. I, I'm all about chemistry because I couldn't be with someone who's boring. No, that boring. Like even shit. though I love to fight for the room, but you know, yeah, you, we'll see. I feel like you like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shut up. You like ask me one question, and I'm like, and then in 14th of July, blah, 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 I'm like going on about something completely different. It obviously took a lot. Like you got knocked down, got back up, got knocked down, get back up. Ha- like, do those routines help you stabilize every single day, or is it what what makes you stabilize? Um, I mean, like, look, it, I, I feel like it's you're not always in a good headspace, and I think I'm just I'm the kind of person that if I'm not happy, I'll make changes. So, yep. like, you know, I I was dating a guy, we broke up. Um, start of 2020, I was so unhappy in this relationship. We were living together. He was just like super like into drinking and everything and like just wasn't supportive of me. And so, you know, I made the call to end it and step away from it. And then like, you know, then I made the move to change jobs, come down the coast. And like that's been, I feel like, how happy I am now as opposed to where I was like January 2020, like polar opposites because like – Come down here. I'm surrounding myself with awesome people. I've got a whole new group of girlfriends, and yeah, so it's 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 a hard one to say. I feel like I definitely try and push it a lot on my socials. Like I try and do a lot about like body positivity and loving yep. yourself, and you know how to get through hard times and everything. So yeah, I think if you don't make changes, you're never going to get there. So important. Like so many of the like you, you go on Instagram, uh, like as we talked about, it's a highlight reel. Yeah. And there is lots of people like yourself doing hard, like doing work in that space and educating people and showing that life isn't all, um, yeah, it's all not put a gold at the end of the rainbow, Absolutely. like all the time. Cause literally. that's, that's literally what it's been for the longest period of time. I know. So I, I love all that kind of stuff. Like it makes me happy. I've got a daughter that's three years old. So knowing that that kind yeah. of, that, that change is coming. Oh, totally. I feel, feel like good. even from when I was growing up, like just the change in, like female empowerment, feminism, like just everything around that space and like women being more confident and, and outspoken and all of those things. Like I feel like I can say things that I wouldn't have five years ago that I would now. And if anything, I get a way more positive reaction because of it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think workplace, like even workplaces, like we're, we're obviously um, our icon is a guy, Mr. Consistent. It's a white male. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> but our workplace is 70%, probably 75% female yeah. based. My wife is our GM. Yeah. Like we are, like, 
it, it's all about that. Like it used to be, I've worked in places like Billabong and other places where it's mm. really male dominant. Mm. At, like I know the place you work now is mm. pretty female. Yeah, totally. Orientated. Totally. Like you guys are like amazing. Like yeah. we've got useless nipples. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's, what do you yeah. guys do? Yeah, literally. Like that's where my wife's like, what can you do with your nipples? Yeah. <laughs> like can you grow a person? Fucking like classic. Females are amazing. Yeah, like, totally. I love it. Yeah, I just feel like there's been a big shift with everything and I just I just want to be the person to like help promote that and like bring women confidence in all aspects of life. So whether or not that's like dating and like how to go on a date, how to, you know, literally I did a podcast the other day about like how to be confident in a bedroom. So like, you know, yeah. things to do sexually to make yourself, you know, feel better or, you know, insecurities, all of those sorts of things. So I think I'm just probably expressing things that I didn't get when I was younger and trying to push that onto younger people. It's been suppressed for so long. Totally. Right? Like, no, like back in the day, you'd never put a, a podcast or a YouTube video out or something like. No. You had to be female, had to be confident in the bedroom. Yeah. Like it would God never no. happen. I know. And I'm you'd like, get absolutely trolled and bullied. And Yeah. Does that sort of thing still happen? Like nah. do you still no trolls nah. anymore? No or, trolls or anymore. No, nah, that's like it was so bad for so long and now it's like I just feel like people have seen my the other side to my personality and yeah. they're just like really jumping on board with that and if anything people like love my weirdness. Was there a point where you were like you were still getting me like all right, I'm just like I'm not even going to read this shit anymore. Like, I couldn't read it. No, I, I wouldn't delete. read any of it because you just like you couldn't like I had to turn my comments off. Yeah. Like I wouldn't check my DMs because like, it'd be like I'd have like two thousand DMs all of abuse and like on your photos. Like no one wants to read that. That's not good for anyone's mental health. And it's like yeah. you know it was so hard as well because I didn't get support from the other girls from the show either. Like a lot of them just shut off and re- went with the storyline and kind of like just dealt re- with played with it. Yeah, and like dealt with them being in the limelight. Like none of them reached out to me. And I'm like, well, if you really were a good person and I was a bitch, you know, even if I didn't like you, I'd still fucking check in. Yeah. So. So you're actively dating now? You're out and about just doing your thing? <sighs> I've been like super <laughs> – um, I've been super boring late. I mean, I guess that's such a lie. I went to Sydney for a sexcapade on the weekend. But um, but I feel like – Borders I ha- are open. Yeah, borders are open. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Um, no, I'm just – I'm not really like looking – for anything too serious right now. I feel like I'm just Tom. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, hey, young. <laughs> You're like, that's me. Um, no, I feel like, I mean, obviously, like, I do en- want to end up meeting someone, but I'm not going to settle for anyone unless I actually see a future there. And yeah. I'm, like, so happy being single, doing my own thing that I'm not going to waste my time. Yep. So I'm definitely, like, actively going on dates and doing things. And you do, I mean, you do it to hope that you might meet the right person, but at the same time, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years or, you know, I don't know if I'll always stay on the Gold Coast. It's just the world. Let it play out. Literally. So I'm 27. Like, like I've got so much time. Got any like real good cringy dating, like your oh. first dates or date stories? Oh, I have so many. I'm like, where do I even begin? Um, I like started like going on the dates with this guy off um, – I think it was Bumble or something. And he, we like went on this first date and it was really good. Like he was a legend, went to Canvas and Wallace. And then like he walked me back to mine and I like grabbed his shirt and I was like made out with him. I was like, chat to you soon. Anyway, next minute this guy's obsessed with me and he is like texting me nonstop. Like he was like a uni student. I'm working full time and I'm like, I can't. I can't support you, brother. I can't text you all day. (laughs) Yeah. And then he just kept doing like weird stingy things. So we were like going to go to Top Golf, and he's like, "Mm." 
I've just looked and like the booth prices is like it's quite expensive per hour. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe we should go with a bigger group to split it up. I was like, dude, you don't have to pay for me. Like I just, you know, it's it, it was like 20 bucks each or something. <laughs> anyway, and I was like, don't worry, like let's just do something else. Let's go to dinner. And I was like, he came over to mine. I was like, what about like Justin Lane? He's like, mm, looked Dominoes. really busy. <laughs> yeah, no, it gets worse. And so he like kept kind of like, I kept suggesting restaurants and I felt like he didn't want to go to them. He's like, why don't we just go to the sushi train? And I was like, okay, fine, go to the sushi train by Coles. This is like literally if you want to get murdered, go there. It's like <laughs> – At Miami there? You know, the one at Col- the one at Miami Coles. Yeah, Miami yeah. It's just yeah, like yeah. terrifying. Anyway, so we went there. <laughs> I was like not really vibing. And then we like came to the end and like I literally had like two plates and he had had like I don't know how many heaps. And he was like, do you want to just split it? <laughs> and I was like – I'll just fucking pay for all of it. Like, are you joking? It was just awkward. So, like, that was really that was really shit. Um, I've had some bad ghosting. Uh, really? Yeah, dude. I, this is like kind of this is kind of a fucked up story, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Give it to um, us. I was seeing this dude. We were like super obsessed with each other. I was like moving to Bali. He threw me a going away party with like 200 people at his house. We were like on. It was so much fun. Anyway, then I moved over. He came over to see me. We had like the best romantic weekend. Um, then on the Saturday night, he's like, it's my friend's 30th. Like, let's go to Uluwatu. I was like, mm, all right. Anyway. Single fin, here we come. Yes, literally. <laughs> we literally went to single fin. They were being like embarrassing drunk people. And then he's like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to scooter. I'm going to scooter back. And I was like, dude, you, like, I've been scootering us all weekend. You cannot even drive. Like, don't be an idiot. He was like trying to get on a scooter with no helmet, forced a helmet on him. I was, I don't know why I did this, but I like got on the back. Anyway, we're like, you know, Uluwatu has like, if for anyone who doesn't know, it's like in the hills of Bali it's and has very high up, very steep, very slippery, very dangerous. No lights, like it is. Compl- <laughs> the the roads are not lit. Pitch back, black. But yeah, it's yeah, it's terrifying. Anyway, so we start driving, I'm like going around this corner, and then like he's we start going really quick. I'm like fucking slow down. Like, what are you doing? He's like, the brakes aren't working. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, anyway, we like we're going around this corner. He like flipped the scooter. I flew off. He like just kind of went in the shrubs and then um, I was like, fuck, like I need to go to the hospital, like blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, 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 like let's just go back to the house and like keep partying, like you'll be fine, like I'll take you there in the morning. I'm like, red flag. Anyway, so we go back there. I'm like literally covered in like blood and like all this, like I'm like in so much pain and then – he like wants to keep partying with them. We eventually go back to the hotel and he's like, I'll take you there in the morning. So then we go to the hospital on the way back and I have to get x-rays. I've like fractured my ribs, like my tailbone, like all this shit. And then I ended up like my dad was like, I'm getting you back to Australia. So flew me back to Australia and he flew back as well, like the day before me. Yeah. Got home, didn't offer to get me from the airport, didn't send me flowers. I was like bedridden for a month and he just like didn't visit me. Didn't see me at all. Literally went radio silent. What a dog. And like met my family and everything. Like they fully knew him. I was just like, that's like the worst of the worst. Like you cannot get any more ghosty dick than that. Bad person. How bad is that? That is just bad person. I know. I know. And I told. I told. His mum should fucking spank him. (laughs) Literally. How poor form is that? I told this on another podcast. And he like reached out to the girls and was like, hey, like, I just don't want you to think I'm a shit bloke. I'm like, well. Like I just, it's like I hate these men that you did it. do these fucked up things and then like are embarrassed when they're spoken about. It's like no, if you do something fucked up, like 
people should speak about that. Like Stand that's not okay. Yeah. Literally, if you do something shit, then like deal with it. What's your perfect date then? Because you've had the bottom of the barrel <sighs> by the sounds. Literally, what is my <laughs> perfect date? We were talking about ramen off air and you love ramen. I Maybe love it's ramen. ramen. No, I feel like a perfect date. Ramen with candles. I've had, like, I mean, like, look, when I lived in Bali, like, it's like you drive out to, like, a beautiful beach and, you know, go for a swim, get coconuts, hook up. Like, I feel like that was always really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, That was super good. I don't know. Then... I was going to I choose this card. Applied for a TV show. Oh, really? <laughs> that's well, in here. I'll put that one over here. That's we already know the answer to that. Um, I think probably like my best sex experience was um, I was like on a secluded beach, like um, skinny dipping with my with a boyfriend. I probably, I'll get in trouble if I send my ex. Um, <laughs> and um, we, you can like shuck oysters there and we were like shucking oysters and like I fucking love oysters and like feeding them to each other. And then next minute we're like in the shore and I'm on top of him. We're having this like epic sex out in the open on the beach, like the water coming in, eating oysters. I was like, fucking here, here. (laughs) Perfect date. Yeah, literally perfect date done. Yeah, that was awesome. All right. I've got a couple here because like I've I've answered a couple of these in other potties. So I'm going to. Get a couple here that I haven't answered. All right, done. All right. If so you haven't, just- so the game, the aim of the game is never have I ever. It's coming out and like, hopefully it should be out by the time this podcast is out. But if not, it will be out in the next few weeks. But it's basically a bunch of never have I ever questions, and the rules are the person who shakes the slowest cocktail goes first. That's oh. you. Conveniently, <laughs> <laughs> so convenient. So you get to choose a card. If you haven't done it, if you don't have a story, you just throw the card away. Um. But if you have done it, tell a story. And if I've done it, then I have to tell a story. Okay. And then Kirsten and Tom sitting over here will – you're supposed to play it in a group setting. So whoever's yeah. done the – whoever's got the weirdest or, like, craziest story wins a card. Okay, done. move on. So done. Choose a card. Never have I ever been an extra in a movie. I haven't. You haven't? I mean, like, I've been on TV, but – No movies. Chuck no it movies. Away. New card. Okay. No story. No story on that one. Two. Oh, shit. Choose the best one. Choose the best one. I've definitely re-gifted something I didn't like. <laughs> That's a given. Or like just that you have no purpose for it, but I, I feel like it wouldn't be a good story to be like a candle or something. Yeah, I'm like, na- do nothing. I need this glasshouse candle? Yeah. No. Happy birthday. Um, created a fake social media account for stalking purposes. I mean, like I have a few social media accounts for other things that I would use to stalk. Yeah. So, Yes. Yeah, but, but nothing specific for stalking. Oh, it might be like, what is my friend's ex-boyfriend's girlfriend yeah, doing? Right. And she's not going to know if I watch the story from my account. So I'd do that and like maybe do a screen record or something. You know, cra- crazy girl shit. All right. That's not, that's not a good enough one. I need you to choose something else. <laughs> I need some crazy shit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Give me some better questions. Okay, never have I ever moved overseas for a relationship. I've moved overseas to get away from a relationship. Does that count? Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there, Give it a pile. Give it a pile. Let's go through. I feel like this one's in your wheelhouse. Never have I ever had a para- paranormal experience. That's like with like supernatural things. Yeah. Um, definitely. Really? So I'm- First person. Really? I've asked this question to so many people and everyone's like, nah. And I, like, I'm, I'm like, I don't get it. I mean, I 
am really into like, – I'm, like, quite into the whole, like, psychic stuff. Like, I'll go and get my tarot's done. Or, Ouija boards and shit? Uh, I used to do Ouija boards when I was a kid, like, really fucked up. Like, we'd – I'd go to my best friend's house and there'd be four of us and we'd like do it in her downstairs room. And she lived in this like mansion that was creepy as fuck and like lights would flicker, all sorts of crazy shit. And then I like legit convinced myself that I'd like let out a ghost that was following me. (laughs) Um, But I've had some like pretty weird I'm going to sound like a lunatic if I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so like I used to see this lady who was like quite spiritual and she'd teach me a lot about like kind of um, connecting with like your guides or spirits or stuff. Yeah, so right, she yeah. was like, you need to ask for signs. Like if you ask for signs and things happen, like you'll know someone's there to help you kind of How thing. How do you ask for a sign? So, um, okay, for instance – I like wanted to break up with my ex and I was like, okay, if I should break up with my boyfriend, I want to see a pelican. Like I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like I'll just think of something so random that I never see. I shit you not. The next day I'm scrolling through marketplace. Someone's selling a painting of a pelican. Then I'm drive, And then he like went on a bender all weekend, didn't call me. And I like entered it and I'm driving home the next day. And I shit you not. There's this like lake thing. And there is a, backyard with like 30 pelicans in it <laughs> two pelican statues and i'm in the back car with my friends and i'm like are they fucking pelicans this, they're like yeah pelic- why i was like holy shit and then i just could not stop seeing pelicans so i felt like it was the universe trying to tell me that i was like on the right path did you I'd drive past this pelican farm every day <laughs> never seen it in my life like never seen it so 30? i feel like that kind of stuff it's like using that like higher power to like help you and guide you in life. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely like had some freaky ghost shit. That was probably a shit story. Partied with a celebrity. Oh my God. I've got a really fucking good story (laughs) for you here. You're going to die. This is one you're going to want to put in. Okay. So (laughs) I used to work in like nightclubs when I was a teenager Um, and- What nightclub specifically? Oh, um, we talked about- Oh, hello and Bowler Bar. Yeah, yeah. So Park Life like 2010 or 11. So I was like running all the like artist liaison, like marketing yep. shit or whatever. Anyway, so we hosted, well, they hosted the before party with all of the artists and the after party. Yep. Um, and Friday night I'm there and I'm like just kind of like giving them drinks and chatting to everyone. Um, and I had, this is like kind of weird because he's kind of gross, but I hooked up with Armand Van Hilt. <laughs> Stop like, it. The story gets juicier. So, you know, the guy that's my, 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 oh. He's a lord. He was literally head to toe in matching Louis Vuitton. <laughs> and then I had like all these weird messages in my phone being like, hey, cat, it's Armand. Why don't you come to my hotel room? And like we'd all just listen to my friends Stop and I'm like, like Nokia. Anyway, <laughs> so then the next night we're like partying again. This is actually a fucking good story. And um, Diplo starts DJing. So he's DJing for the club. I'm behind the booth. I end up fucking crowd surfing. Weird, don't do it. Um, And then he's like- Hands going everywhere. I'm like, (laughs) Anyway, he's like, come back to the hotel room with me. Like, come back to the hotel room. Who's this Diplo? Diplo. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I think I was, this is going to fuck. I think I was 17. Um, Anyway, so I like get in a cab with him and- um, crystal fighters and then like two other people I knew and we go back to this hotel room he takes us up to this like cleaning level and he's like everyone follow me I'm like oh god what are we doing there's like this little like 
box with like all these towels stacked up in front of it and he pulls these towels to the side and there's this tiny little hole and he's like everyone crawl through I'm like okay this is where I fucking die so like anyway that's when I then decided to crawl through the hole (laughs) So so then I crawl through this hole I get out the other side and we're like in the spa and pool area and they're all like everyone let's go skinny dipping and I'm like fuck this is so hectic but I'm like yolo so I start I'm going skinny dipping with Diplong Crystal Fighters and it's like 6am in the morning. And then he's like, let's go back up to my room, like blah, blah, blah. So I like got, I actually didn't sleep with him because I didn't really know a lot about sex and thought I'd get AIDS if I slept with the famous teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was like so young. Anyway, so we were like hooking up in his bed and he's like, come to Sydney with me, like come to Sydney. I was like, okay. Like he's like, come to the festival again. So he books me flights to Sydney and I then catch a cab home, pack an overnight bag, go to the airport, pick up a friend on the way and fly to Sydney, like kicking on. And then I got there and I completely freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get AIDS from Diplo. Diplo. <laughs> and didn't go and see him. And I still regret it to this day. I'm like, cause we, we were like texting a few years ago to meet up in Bali. But yeah, so that was, that was definitely like my wildest story, like partying with him. He is the coolest. He's a legend. Mother. He's a fucking legend. So he's very cool. Louis, like that was so fun. But like, yeah. Then I had to call mum the next day, and I'm like, "Hey, mum, um, can you please transfer me some money? I'm in Sydney." And she's like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" So yeah. So that was like a bit of a high and a one bit way, of a one way flight. Always <laughs> mm. return hooked us up. Oh but yeah, goodness. how funny is that? That's so loose. Mm, it was pretty loose. I remember those days. That was around the time when we were me and Tom were DJing. But yeah. like that, like that's when shit like that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. that kind of shit could. I'd happen. sleep with Diplo. Yeah, <laughs> I know, he had a small dick All right, though. Mate. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I look back at it now and I'm like, please, like who was I kidding? I have a good one about this too. What's that one? So the next one is never have I ever gone through. Oh wait, do you need to answer this? Uh, what's that one? The party with a celebrity. Yeah, I can't. You can't. Yeah, okay. that, you win that Boring. one. <laughs> um, never have I ever gone through my partner's phone without them knowing. Okay. Yes. I feel like if you haven't, you're a liar. Um, I feel like everyone's done this at some point in their life. Let's be real. Everyone look around the room. You've all done it. 100%. I caught my wife. I did it the other night because I was like, I walked in the bathroom. My wife was like, what? And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, none of your business. And then I went that night, I went to it and she was like buying cryptocurrency, but she'd lost it. She was, <laughs> she was texting a friend of mine. She's like, I can't find my crypto. Like he's been helping her buy it and stuff. And she's like, I can't find it. Blah, blah, blah. Don't tell Jared. It was like 200 bucks or something. Classic. Anyway, I was like, yeah, that, yeah. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So I actually went through my ex-boyfriend's phone and found out he'd kind of been cheating on me. So he would always delete his messages. Um, and he got really drunk because he was legit an alcoholic. Got so drunk, passed out on the couch. And I just had like, my gut was just telling me something. And I was like, I have to fucking look. Like, so I went through his phone. He'd been messaging this other girl that day down the coast, trying to sleep with her when he was dead sober. Meanwhile, he's texting me at the same time being like, hey, babe, like just at work. And um, I was like, you're fucking kidding. I like, got my phone, took photos of everything. And then the next morning I was like, so who's so-and-so? And he's like, I literally, I feel like I've saw a ghost. Like he's just went, what is it? What do you paranormal, mean? Paranormal like, experience. I know. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that our entire relationship, he'd been going behind my back and like hanging out with this other girl. And he'd just been like lying and saying he was at the pub or still working and stuff. So yeah. So like, yes, I've done it. And I have done it before that too. But 
I feel like when your gut is telling you something, you're always onto it. You always know when something's up. 100%. Whether it might be, you know, your partner buying cryptocurrency <laughs> or fucking cheating on you. Like there's yeah. always something there. So um, no regrets. I don't like I, – I feel like it's not a good thing to be in a relationship and not have trust. If you pick up, if you pick up their phone and they're like, what are you doing? Or like, you know, when they act it's like us. that – Something, something's in there that, totally. they don't, they, they don't want you to see. And it's not just a birthday present. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we're, we've got joint, we've had joint bank accounts since way before we married. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy your birthday present. Don't look in the bank account. Blah, blah, blah. Like you're like, don't look for the next week until the payment goes through and you, you buy six other things or eight other things. Yeah. But yeah, you, you know, as soon as something's up and they like, they, the phone flashes and they flip it over or whatever, you know, when you sit down dinner or whatever it is. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Like it's right there for you. I know. So that's a good one. That's a good one. What about one. this one? I was like, sexted the wrong person. Oh. Were you? <laughs> probably. Or I probably sent like a sex photo, or like a tit photo to like <laughs> a girlfriend or something. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Who are um, you sending I've definitely this to? texted the wrong person. Like, you know, when you go to say something about someone and then you text that person instead of. Yeah, who yeah. Oh, that is like the worst. Been I'm there. so <laughs> scared about it that if I'm ever talking about someone, which I just don't do because I'm like so nice, but like I'll always check my phone. Oh, date just texted me. Yeah, boy. <laughs> What's Pretty good? Cute. <laughs> Smiley face. How was your day? His ears are burning. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. How good, Cat? Thank you so much for coming in. This has been awesome to chat to you. Learning like uh, learning about the Bachelor and shit. So funny because like I literally didn't think it was like that unreal show, but. It sounds like it is, but really nice to learn things about you, your business, your self-care. The world is going in a really nice place, especially having a daughter and knowing that there's people like you out there doing, you know, all this body positivity work, all this self-work, like just women in general. Yeah. No, thank you. It's been so much fun. Definitely keen to come on again. So no, thanks for having me. We will definitely have you back. So (laughs) you can, uh, we'll see where you, we'll see where you end up at the end of the month. You might literally, hopefully you don't fall down the leaderboard too far. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I'll have to come back and get to the top. Come back and get that podium position. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks guys. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Go show the Shake Up some love and stay connected. Don't forget you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. Also, jump over to our Shake Up Cocktail Gang Facebook page where you can find out who's coming up on the podcast. And if you've got questions for them, I'll ask the bloody questions. You can also use the code SHAKEUP for 10% off on mrconsistent.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember, shit, that's fresh.